This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. What's up, guys? Welcome in. This is your bonus weekend edition of the OBR Film Breakdown. Hope you're well. Hope your week went well. I am trying to do a little bit more of these over the weekend pods because I think, you know, folks get to doing yard work or you could be driving somewhere uh, with family, whatever. And I think it can be good to have something fresh over the weekend. So let me know. Uh, Reply to this, comment to this, whatever. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know if you like the weekend content or if it puts you behind. You know, I'm flirting around with all of these daily podcast ideas, so I have a couple recorded out in front, which I will put one on Monday. But today's guest, I'm excited about sharing a podcast I did with her. She is probably the single most talented uh, NFL coverage angle, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think she does fantastic work for ESPN. It's really unparalleled uh, as far as knowing the league, giving honest opinions, not having a bias attached to them. Mina Kimes, she does fantastic stuff. I don't have to tell you where to find her because you all, I would imagine, already know where she is found on ESPN and Twitter and all of that stuff. So I'm excited to share this interview with you. I think it went well. Hope you guys do enjoy it. And again, hit me up. Let me know what you think about the weekend content idea in general. Not going to waste your time. Let's get over to this interview with Mina right now. Okay, Mina, listen, here's the most important question. It's like a, it's like a Browns Twitter uh, podcast icebreaker. Why <laughs> was – give me your grade of the Browns draft and, like, why was it the best one that's ever been drafted before? That kind of thing. Um, okay, I give it an A. <laughs> um, and I will say I think draft Knicks and also more mainstream people like myself probably liked it because we had heard of a lot of the players. I think that yeah. tends to influence grading. Um, but, you know, the Browns went into this offseason with like such a clear need and to see a team not only address that need through both free agency and the draft, but also get the players who seemed ideal for that need is pretty cool. Um, you know, I when the Browns were about to pick Newsom, I was thinking like, wow, Usukormo is still on the board. Maybe they'll get him. Uh, not no, I wasn't aware of his medical issue. And then when they took Newsom, I said, love that pick would have loved joke. There's no way he ends up there. And then for him to end up there just blew my mind. So um, I think that it was just a combination of things, but I, I don't think I talked to a single person who didn't like it in Cleveland. It's been a, it's been a common thread. I, I, I will say having, I didn't really cover them before 2017, but I would say many, many drafts before Andrew Barry. I think this was a trend that started last year 
kind of piggybacks on your point a little bit. There are so many times where we thought, okay, this makes sense for the Browns to make this selection. This guy's there. But then it's like, okay, that was a weird decision. Why'd they go that route? And that's when like two years between yeah. Jedrick Wills and then Grant Delpit last year, I know Grant Delpit obviously goes down with an injury, but those guys make sense this year. Obviously it makes sense. So it's really refreshing on our end to feel like you have a, a group with structure in place to like make the common sense football decision. So that's been a welcome sight, <laughs> which kind of, we expand on that. And I, I'm, I'm more curious of, uh, this is uh, an overarching question, but it, like, do you think based on the defensive improvements that they've made, do you view them as a worthy Super Bowl contender now? And if you don't, mm-hmm. if you don't, what is the sort of thing that stops them from getting there? I think I know the answer, but I'll let you go. <laughs> the kicker. No, um, actually, special teams <laughs> do need to be better, I think. But um, yeah, no, it's um, I do think they're contenders. I don't think they're favorites. I As long as. Patrick Mahomes is in the AFC. I'm probably going to always pick him. Um, but I think I, I've said this on our show, NFL Live or my podcast, Mini Time Show featuring Lenny. Check it out where you get your podcast. Uh, the Browns have a better roster than the Chiefs, top to bottom. I think uh, the Browns and Bills both do. I think the Browns have the best roster in the conference. Um, but, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Now, uh, as far as like what's going to hold them back, I think there's a couple things. Um, one would be, so I just did actually a, a ranking of defenses with Dominique Foxworth in my podcast. And I put the Browns just outside the top 10. I said that with the major caveat that it's very likely that the Browns have a, a, a top, I would even say five, six defense, but with defense, you know, there's this defense is so different from is going to be so different from the one we saw in 2020. I really can't uh, make that jump until I see it on the field. You know, it's it, it, they're the great on paper unit right now. Um, you know, I still have some questions like about defensive tackle. I know that they signed Malik Jackson, right? Is that? Yeah. Um, but I love the strategy of just getting DBs. It has worked for teams like Baltimore. Uh, you know, it's the very nerdy thing right now to prioritize coverage over pass rush. I just love the fact that they have a ton of players and I'm not sure how they're going to be deployed. I'm like, who's going to, you know, whether Newsom's going to take Greg Williams job, for example, I, and all of that is going to be really fascinating, but they just have a lot of really good players. So I would say defense, whether or not the on paper translates to reality, would be the question for me. And then on offense, you know, Mayfield has had such an up and down trajectory since coming to the NFL. Obviously last year, things ticked up in a major way and there's a number of reasons for that. But, you know, when you have an up and down trajectory, you just can't, I would say like, I cannot confidently say Baker's going to be better than he was in 2020. Uh, so that would be the other thing that holds me back. Well, okay. Great point about the paper stuff, because they're, they're dealing with a lot of guys who are very talented, but the injury issue stuff is real. And I think, I think that's obviously something that they're banking on and and the defensive depth in the secondary, where we thought maybe they would add somebody like floating around Steven Nelson, still floating Brian pool. They would, it would just be nice to not be one injury away from MJ Stewart covering Tyree Kill on the slot again on a key fourth and one, that would be nice. So, uh, you know, it's, is last year's evidence by greedy shoulder. You're kind of hoping that they can maybe somewhere add one more player. Cause you're also not able to maybe get a Brian Poole or Steven Nelson, because those guys are like, I want to go to a place where I can play. I know I can play. So then you're kind of fighting that with who can we pick up? That's accepting of a role 
you know, it's almost like you need another Terrence Mitchell, a guy who's like willing to just fill in and be good enough if you need him to. But those guys don't float around on the market. Maybe Gary on Conley, somebody like that. I don't I don't know necessarily, but they need more coverage guys. And and you mentioned Baker. Do you think this is this is another loaded question because it's really challenging to to, to it's so weird. Best. His career is so weird. It has been. It's been interesting. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. It's. It's really. And it's kind of juxtaposed to Josh Allen, where Josh mm. Allen's almost had linear progression, which is rare that you see. Like, okay, he's here. He's here, and he's here. And Baker goes here, and he's down, and then he's kind of back up again, creeping yeah. back up. In your opinion, is is it as vital as I think? There are circles in Cleveland who think view. The people on the outside talk about talent. He's had an immense amount of talent around him. There's no denying that the last two years. Mm. But is it more important for structure? The way Josh Allen has had Brian Dable for three years, is that more important in your opinion than guys who can, uh, I, I guess, an elite running game or, or you know, if Odell was fully healthy the whole time, the, the cohesion that comes with that? Like what I'm getting at, is it more important in your opinion for him going into this year to actually have the same play caller, the same OC, the same quarterback coach, the same structure, or is it they needed to add like more weapons to get him to a new level? I guess it's like, cause yeah. Josh, Josh has dealt with consistency and we've seen that uptick is, I guess it's like, is there another level for Baker you think is there due to that consistency? Yeah. I think um, like in terms of like how to build the perfect environment for your young quarterback, it's really, yeah. I think you have to give equal weight to play caller consistency and skill um, offensive line protection, and then your weapons. I think Josh Allen has had just as good about a situation in, in the last year. Um, yeah. Took a while for the bills to kind of put the group of uh, skill players together. Obviously the digs trade was huge, but the other thing I always say about him is Dable himself grew a lot as a play caller over the last three years. Uh, and I think the fact they were to retain him is crazy and mm -hmm. huge benefit for Allen. So for Baker, the fact that they're able to re retain all of the things I mentioned and then add a healthy Odell Beckham Jr., which I realize is this kind of polarizing, weird football mystery for you guys. Um, mm. I think that's enormous. I think the fact that he had so much turnover in coaching cannot, there's, it's really hard for players to overcome quarterbacks to overcome that. I would actually love to read like a study on that sure. and, whether any quarterbacks have, you know, gone through a bunch of different offensive coordinators and come out fine on the other side, how often that happens. But um, yeah, I think the, the, the scenario or like the circumstances are really positive for Baker going into this year in terms of like, what does he need to take it to the next level? I think you saw a lot of flashes of that um, towards the end of the season, creating outside of structure, uh, <laughs> the dreaded non-play action. Um <laughs> No, but, but you know what I mean? Like that, that is the difference right now. I think when we look at these Stefanski comes from the, of course, you know, outside zone scheme. When we, when you look at the quarterbacks in those systems who have excelled over long periods of times, it has been the ones who have been able to produce when the system breaks down, when they have to create outside of the pocket um, in a muddled pocket, for example. So I, I think Baker did do that a fair amount at the end of the season. And just if he can continue to do that um, in the face of pressure in particular next year, that's, that's good enough for your franchise quarterback right there. Well, let me throw this out. And you again, come back and say, Hey man, I think you're an idiot. If I, if I throw this at you, don't be afraid to, to call me out on it. So like, 
in my opinion, it's huge. And you're, and you're saying that, and I agree with it because this is how I view Baker. He doesn't, okay. He's an average athlete, average to above. He can do some things out of structure, but if Baker's consistently relying on out of structure things, it's probably not good for Cleveland in no way, shape or form over the long haul. But like guys like Josh, Josh has proven to be a really good athlete. Lamar, we all know what Lamar is. He Baker has to follow the path of, and I'm not doing the comparison to Drew or Tom or those guys, but those guys win with their mind and they win with comfort from the pocket and being a step ahead of people cerebrally. So I think you can add a a bleed at the end of cerebral. But um, what I'm getting at is like, if Baker is going to find that long-term success, he needs Pete Carmichael and Sean Payton around him for for a decade. Mm -hmm. He needs needs Josh McDaniels. I think... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For Baker to get where he needs to get, and again, you can tell me if you think I'm underestimating him. I just think he's got arm talent. There's no denying that. I just think that if he continually is relying on scheme to put him into place, he's always going to be just kind of a flatline quarterback. If he is to get where we think people in Cleveland seem to think he can get, I'm not sure the national media is kind of there, understandably not there. He has to become that thinker, that timing guy, that accuracy guy that comes with, in my opinion, comfort from what's around him between, you know, being on such the same page, the way Drew and Sean talked about being on the same page. Like, I think that is a thing that he absolutely needs to have more than anything else. I would say this is not like a perfect comp, but like the ceiling you want to get to with Baker is not those two quarterbacks, but Matt Ryan in 2016 uh, in Atlanta with Kyle Shanahan, that sort of offense. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, Baker is a little bit more athletic than Matt Ryan. Mm -hmm. Um, who was actually like had a bit of an underrated athleticism back then. But um, yeah, I I think that style of offense, um, that sort of marriage of scheme with some improvisation, but also uh, as you're talking about it, sort of the timing, I I think Baker is capable of that. Like I said, he's shown at his peak that that's the kind of quarterback he can be. you know, we didn't see Drew Brees or Tom Brady in that sort of offense. So it's hard yeah. for me to even visualize it. Uh, I think the concern with Cleveland would be that you get, and, and this is weird because I actually think he's a very good quarterback, but the fear is that it's Kirk Cousinsville where you've got a quarterback who has some athleticism, who's has a great arm, who's really accurate, but who kind of melts down uh, when the play breaks down and sure. uh, in the face of pressure or 
um, you know, always seems to like hit a wall or just can't keep things on, like execute the offense in big moments. I hate it's such a cliche. Unfortunately, it is kind of true with Kirk Cousins. So I think that's sort of the spectrum you're looking at is can you get Baker to that Matt Ryan level? Yeah, it's it's the single most fascinating thing because I think they're they're comfortable in Berea knowing that he he can be or kind of is at that Kirk level. But do they want they're deciding, do they think there's a new level there to unlock? And that is why there's obviously pause on a contract. I think Baker is viewing it in the same mold, which is, I think I do have enough. I mean, he's a confident dude. Like, I think I do have another level and thus I can get more money if we wait, but that is the big 2021 thing. Like if the Browns do make the push, some people think they can, I guarantee it's because Baker Mayfield pushes 35 touchdowns and under 10 interceptions and takes his game to another level. I thought, like you said earlier, they did put more burden on him the second half of the year to kind of say, Hey, we need to figure out if this is our guy. We know who Nick is. We know who Kareem is. We know we can run the football, but we need to stick this guy in the gun seven times out of a 12 play drive. And he can prove to us that he can carry us. There were some positive signs. So we're optimistic. I'll ask you on Odell. The data is not great. I I I talked about this. The data is not great guys coming back. It's just not great coming back from ACLs at that age. He's, he's a unique athlete. He's, he's very unique. Uh, I know that we have all tried to answer this. Qu- I'm not asking the question is, is, uh, is Baker better without Odell? I, I tried to answer that. And I think I had about 13 death threats in the mail. Like, I'm not, I'm not going there. I just think my, my question for you is, and maybe you haven't studied it like you would like to study it, but do you think that the guy from New York is still there? Or do you think we're kind of just chasing a dream at this point? I mean, cause it's, I think it's so. Tough. Yeah, I think with AC, I, I I think with his injury, from what I've heard, it's the kind of thing where you can, especially these days where medicine is at on that front, you can definitely come back with a high degree of athleticism. And, and you know, with Beckham at his when he is when he's playing really well, it's not all athleticism with him. Uh, mm-hmm. He does a lot of these like the little things that the truly great receivers do. His knowledge of leverage and the way he uses his body, his body control is crazy. Um, problem is just like, I mean, I don't know what the problem is. That's why I was kind of, when you said, you said Odell, I was shaking my head laughing because I just, I hate this question because not too. the question you're asking me, but the question yeah. of why is Baker worse with Odell? I truly don't know, man. Like my response to that is small sample size. Um, I think that's fair. Small sample size in the current offense. I think that's mm-hmm. fair. Um and, you know, I think they're going to figure out pretty early if it can be fixed. Um, and I, and how many years does he have left on his contract, too? I think he has this year and next, but between him and Jarvis, it's 30 next year between the two of them, and it gets really okay. pricey. And there's a little, there's easy ways out of the money for both of them. Out of both of them? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. so I think this year they can really figure it out. Um, and the same goes, with it, by the way, with Baker, just to kind of go back to your point about the extension. Mm-hmm. I think if there's anything to take away from the Wentz Goff stuff, it's be late and pay more fine. Like figure out if he's the dude and if it costs you an additional $5 million a year, freaking who cares? Like do you think Dallas is unhappy that they have Dak Prescott for four more years? No, even though they had to pay more. I I really feel that way. I don't know if I I think people have mixed feelings about that because you know, when the Wentz deal was done, Jake, it was widely praised because they were mm-hmm. like, oh, Philadelphia is getting out in front of LA. And mm-hmm. obviously that turned out terribly. And so I, I just think, look, you know, give it a year, 
you still got the tag, of course. And yeah, it's worth it to just get them more information and find out. That's, I must have said that 10 times by now. So it's good to hear you say that too. I mean, like you, the Browns have been so quarterback needy for so long that I think if he has a dominant football season where he goes to a Pro Bowl, pushes toward an MVP, Make he couldn't, conce- couldn't conceivably <laughs> care less. He couldn't conceivably care less yeah. at that point because you got a guy and you know you have him for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. So that should be all you care about. Um, we'll close with this kind of a, a curveball. I throw you here. Uh, anybody, as you watch the Browns, you're watching 32 teams. You're going to tune into some Browns games. We talked about the big names. Is there anybody on a smaller scale that you're like, man, I'm really excited to see how that mm. guy plays in Cleveland this year? We we watch a lot of Browns, and I think you guys have five primetime games, right? I'm, I'm sure. No, they only got three this year. Yeah, they That's said weird. we're going to reel it back on the Browns. We need to. That's- Odd. Before we give the Browns a contract extension, we need to see improvement. <laughs> Man, that's surprising to me. Um, just because the Browns are such a hot name, I mean, I'll, they I'll could tell you get this. more. They could get they, more. You know, yeah, they'll probably the get flexed. But being on a, a nationally focused NFL show, we do a lot of Browns topics because there there is a real appetite mm-hmm. across America. They're America's team. Um, but your question was about who who I'm interested in watching. Um, okay, so I guess hipster pick Anthony Schwartz. Uh, is a player who my buddy Nate Tice turned me on to. He mm-hmm. uh, scouted love the smaller receivers, not smaller, uh, like later round picks. Yeah. Anthony Schwartz didn't even go to small school, but um, I got excited. I kind of wanted him for Seattle. I got excited watching him. And I think he is a perfect complement for that offense. Um, just, you know, some of those deep crossers off of play action. You can just imagine him streaking downfield. Obviously mm-hmm. early on, it'll be, contributing on special teams and whatnot. But I think just to get him where they did as kind of a, in a, in an off season, that's been so defensively focused. That's just like a nice little piece to sprinkle in um, defensively. Oh, you know what else I like? Is he still on the team? Um, Kaderil Hodge, is he still on the team? He is. Listen, Kaderil's fun. I stand for him. Everything. Rams preseason legend. Jay. He Listen, he catches everything and people are trying to like butt him off the roster. And I'm like, he kills in special teams and catches everything i'm telling you that dude like crushed and caught some great uh john wolford passes in the rams (laughs) preseason two years ago that's also when i when i fell in love with john wolford so i was right about that america so um but uh i do like him and then um i so okay i'll say this there's a lot of talk about john johnson um i may have actually suggested when um the Rams did the trade that I was, we were talking about the Rams roster. And I was like, John Johnson's probably gone Cleveland. And I was, I was happy when you guys nice. picked him up. Cause it just seemed like nice. a perfect fit to me, but I'll, I'll, I'll mention Troy Hill. Um, I guess you guys are probably gonna have mm-hmm. at nickel. Um, mm-hmm. Very nice player really had also a player who got consistently better every year with the Rams. I watch a lot of Rams football. Um, you know, he was a bit of a, I guess the subject to fans ire early on and really you, you saw him develop, especially obviously with the arrival of Jalen Ramsey, that really helped uh, everyone looks better playing next to Jalen Ramsey. So that's a player. I think I'm, I'm excited to watch surrounded by the talent. He will be surrounded by in Cleveland as well. Knock on wood. Um, and I'm all here for a, a clowny redemption season. I think everyone's gone too low, like for a long time, we were too mm-hmm. high on Clowney mm-hmm. because, you know, who he was coming out of college and early on. Now I think America's too low on Jadavian Clowney. And I would not be surprised if he is extremely disruptive, especially used inside next to Miles Garrett. We see the overrated to underrated 
pendulum swing for somebody every year. And we're really crossing our fingers. He stays healthy and can prove that. And he's and a freak, man. A, he's, a he's a freak, freak and he gets to play next to a freak and, and, and really just, just have singles, you know, single, single reps yeah. against just one person for a change. So we're excited. Mina, thank you so much. We, I'm not even going to tell people where to find you. They know where to find you. Make sure you're listening to her podcast. She's one of the best in the business flat out period. Thank you, Mina, so much. Appreciate it. Okay. That's a wrap. The usual reminders, like subscribe, give feedback on this podcast on Apple podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. I appreciate you listening. Uh, the subscribing reminder for the YouTube channel as well. We go live on there four-ish, five days a week. I'm going to have pods up that aren't always on the YouTube channel because I like putting them up just on the podcast feed for you guys. I will keep doing a little bit of that. Uh, check that out if you can. Make sure you subscribe because every time we go live, you're notified and can uh, instantly click on that from your phone. Uh, otherwise, it's been a long week. Hope you guys have had, like I said earlier, a good week and have a fun weekend plan. The weather looks pretty nice up here in Ohio. You could be listening to this wherever. I hope the weather is fantastic wherever you are, and you have a great and fantastic weekend. And until we talk next week, which we will have Kevin Cole on from Pro Football Focus for your Monday podcast, enjoy yourself, enjoy your family, have a great weekend, and as usual, go Browns.